The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Hey, this is Veronica from Foodies Watching Movies, and you're listening to the Journey into Comics Network Best of the Week show. Highlights from all the episodes on the network this week. Enjoy. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics. We are officially here with John Tyler Christopher. How's it going, man? It's well, man. Things are well. Things are well. That's good to hear. I haven't talked to you in over a year. Yeah, man. It's been a while. You've been crazy busy. A little bit, yeah. I feel like every <laughs> time I check the internets, which is daily, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of that. I always see something new that you're doing. Like, there's another new cover coming. There's another new cover you're hyping. There's another new thing you're involved in. Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've been really blessed. Marvel has done has been like really good to me and uh, I've I have not had a day off in about 10 years um, we were just talking about that actually yeah you know we'll see where things go but uh, as, as a freelance artist I can never complain about being too busy yeah it's the best thing you want to be is busy yeah You're, you wouldn't be an artist if you were not busy hopefully not a starving yeah. artist that's <laughs> that's a theme on this stage today folks <laughs> yeah. that's been a yeah, no, I uh, I did that long enough, man. I'm 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 very content with keeping busy, and um, you know, between the Star Wars covers, Marvel covers, uh, I'm still doing the Legends line for Hasbro, which has been just so amazing. Uh, there's just a lot going on that I'm you, really you excited. You had about. an apprentice briefly. Why, yes, the, that, my Padawan. That's crazy. Cameron Cotterman, the yeah. the best anyone could ask for. He was actually what opened. The, the like panels today so it's cool to open with him and close with you wow like, yeah right that's, that's like, deep it is symbolic <laughs> that's, not really that's really heavy <laughs> so we were talking before we started doing this and you kind of had a million things you want to talk about and no real refined like decision on what we're going to do I know Tyler has questions galore because he I, I like you <laughs> I like you too, buddy. And, I, and I, I, this is the first time we've met. And I, I, I just had to start with that. You know, I like your beard. Thank you. I didn't shave today in hopes that I could have an awesome beard, and like, I feel it here. Like, we have a connection. This There's is great. Lightning bolts going back and forth from our beards right now. No, we're, it's just beard static electricity. You look dumb, and we look awesome. <laughs> I don't want to know where. The I'm only going. difference between the two of us is you have no hair on your chin, and we have all the hair on our chin. I normally have hair on my chin. <laughs> I, I dig what you're doing with the, with the hat and everything. It's like a whole ensemble. Like it's Merca. I've, this has been months in preparation. Like I've been <laughs> I've been growing out my mustache just for this. The thing about Blaine is, in anything that he does, he only ever puts forth no more than thirty <laughs> percent. So it's my thing. That's his thing. <laughs> that's, that's a minimal effort just, stash. It, like it's amazing that he's even got pants on right now because oh. that means that he went above thirty. percent I can take him off. No, please. <laughs> Not. I mean, this, uh, not this kind of vibe. Yeah. You're getting a really preview weird, right really here of what's below. <laughs> this is what these guys like to celebrate as their heritage. Oh, there we go. Right on. Okay. That's, so this is the, I picked Star the heritage Wars and cosplay. He picked inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know really where to even begin. You are obviously an amazing artist. I don't Thank have you. to sit here and like hype your work. You have a huge following. People love what you're doing. You've been doing the action figure line for the Star Wars books since they relaunched in 2015. Is that right? Yeah, we started uh, with uh, Farm Boy Luke for issue number one. And since then, every 
every issue has had an action figure cover. Are you going to do the aunt, uh, the Uncle uh, Owen and Uncle Aunt Beru? Un- yeah, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. The charred version? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll have to see. They won't uh, let that happen. Well, you know, it's, it, it's weird because when we started, there was, there was a big call to, like, you know, how accurate are we going to keep these to the original Kenner line? And as we continue to develop it, like, they've, like, Lucasfilm is, like, Lucasfilm and Marvel are so cool to work with. And I think they both get what the people like about what we're doing, which is, because, you know, it started, and again, we were very, like, stringent about, like, what's well, got to look like this, and it's got to be just like the original Kenner line. And then as it's evolved, you know, they're like, well, could you do maybe some characters that only exist in the comics? What if we do some Phantom Menace characters? And in doing that, we've really kind of opened up to whatever people think is cool to do. So it's been like kind of a free-for-all. So sometimes you just throw ideas out like, let's fucking do this character. Let's go with the blue Snaggletooth this time. Hell did yeah. Did you do blue snag? I did. That was actually an exclusive of mine. Did um, you also do red, though? Yes, we did okay, red a did long a time ago. Okay. And like, well, there was a great example. So when we first started... Um, when I sold the Boba Fett for the first time on my website, like one of the first ones I asked after that, I was like, okay, can I do all the bounty hunters? And they're like, eh, probably can't do all the bounty hunters, but we can maybe work something out. And the next one was like Blue Snag. And they're like, eh, we're not really sure about that at this point. But as, as, as it's evolved, I think the response we've received have been, has been so positive that they're just like, yeah, man, do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. Have you had anybody like send you a picture of the complete collection of your line, I, I, I'm not even sure. Do you have a complete collection of your line? I do not have an entire collection. Um, my comps are kind of here and there throughout it. I have had some people um, getting a picture where somebody's entire wall is nothing but your artwork, like literally, it's just issues side by side, is the most like surreal. But wow, I am so flattered. Kind of moment. It really is just unbelievable. Absolutely. You guys? You guys well, are looking at me so well, intently, so well, I didn't know if you had a question or trying to interject. You, you pretty much answered. The question I was going to ask was, <clears throat> how basically, how do, you, how do you choose who you're going to do next? But Well, with the, with the original... Okay, so with the ones that Marvel is releasing, we have basically kind of come on a, a list that we're just going through. Mm-hmm. However, we try and be cognizant of certain particular characters like there is one to me we started with farm boy luke skywalker i think there's a pretty intelligent answer as to who the last character should be like when we're ready to close the doors who is the who do we end with um there's other things like oh man this whole arc is going to take place on hoth well maybe we should do hoth figures so we don't we do jump around a bit but at the end of the day it's it's really kind of just following the list, whatever we feel. It's so weird because right before, before I started working with Marvel, and you always hear these stories of like, oh my gosh, they're like this, and especially after they got bought out by Disney, there's this like, oh man, it's going to be like pulling teeth to get in. It is the most lax, cool, like, I'd like to do this. And they're like, yeah, it's cool. It'd work. Um, <laughs> sure, that is something we can agree upon. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a conversation with uh, with somebody at Lucasfilm at one point, and they're like, why haven't you ever done this guy? And I was like, I'd like to, but blank. And he's just like, yeah, you should totally do that guy. Hey, let him do that guy. And I was like, 
okay, that was easy. Right. You know, like <laughs> well, part of the part of the reason I was going to ask is because there's so many so many awesome characters that w- were only ever realized either in comic uh, comic runs or video games like Nim. Nim's such a cool character. I mean, if you if you walk up to just the Joe Schmo average Star Wars fan, they have no idea who Nim even is. You know. Well, there's so there's this weird thing. I I, w- I should say that I think that one of the the lines that is drawn is canon, right? Like, so would it be awesome to do certain things from expanded universe or from you know Knights of the Old Republic? I'm as big of a nerd on those things as anyone else is, but they're there is a point where like is Jackson canon for a while he wasn't but he kind of is now should we do a Jackson and those are the kind of interesting debates we almost get into when it comes to just not just the original line or like the normal line but then like when I do exclusives of like oh I'd like to do so and so and you never know where that's going to land. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would love to do a Darth Revan. And I know, I'm, I'm pretty certain that if... Like, yeah. You can't tell me if I did a Revan exclusive on my site, it'd sell like hotcakes. Right. The question is, is where is he canonically speaking? And where yeah. is he in relation to... Maybe they've got certain things in the works that I'm not privy to. Hey, we'd like to hold on to that for when we decide to do the Kotor comic release or what you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I propose things, they tell me no. <laughs> I respect where I'm at in the pecking order to be like, you know, they probably have a good reason for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean there's like I'm I'm a big fan of almost all things Star Wars. Uh, I'm down with anything. Like I enjoy doing it. One of the biggies that's been like really weird for me has just been when you look at the original Kenner line, right? Like, I enjoy doing like certain characters. Like, like Jin Ursa was awesome to do, and I'd like to do a Ray because you do start to realize, wow, Leia was like the only girl in the entire Kenner line. <laughs> I'd like to draw a girl action figure. I have two daughters. That'd be pretty rad, you know. Right. And, and it's it's things like that, and the expanded universe, and some of the like ancillary materials is so much more broad as an artist right as an artist uh, one of the things I've been doing a lot lately is the Jabba's Palace and like I'm nerding out on that because it's not dude in gray suit with a hat on dude with gray suit and gloves on Um, you know I'm going to be drawn like squid face soon I'm going to be drawn Gamorrean guards like that's different shapes and sizes and doing the Ewoks like is Ula on there? Are you going to draw Ula? She's a female in the, in the universe. She I was mean, not part of the original line, but that's somebody they might consider adding. Like, and that's where I say like, there's been certain elements of freedom and flexibility that has come up. Like, I'm hoping that that's the kind because I would love to explore yes, those things. Um, being able to do the prequel materials, you know, like I think it'd be dope. Uh, my wife is is a studied fashion design in college, and she's like really big into like fashion illustration. And all of Amidala's costuming from the Amazing. Phantom Menace was so cool. And, like, the opportunity to draw, like, the Queen Amidala costume would be super rad. So I guess the reality is, like, I'm open to anything. Like, there are no rules. I just want to have fun um, doing it. So 
Hell yeah. Well, I think you do a good job of having fun because it's, it's obvious that you enjoy your work or you wouldn't be pouring so many hours into it. Like you said, you haven't had a vacation in 10 years. You're not really sure if that word exists. Even when you scheduled a vacation for yourself, you kind of ended up skipping out on it, it seems. So there's too much work. There's just too much work to be done. Uh, I got to ask, since the last time we sat down with you, not one, but two Star Wars movies dropped. Yes. Both are controversial. Uh-huh. But I want your take. Okay. Last Jedi, Solo, what do you think about these flicks? Well, okay. And I'll, I'll just shoot straight with you on it. Sure. Um, so, I liked The Last Jedi. Same. I understand why people had a problem with it. I appreciate that, yeah. No, well, I mean, like, okay. The Last Jedi, it's such an interesting thing, right? Because The Last Jedi, if, if you watch it on a constructive standpoint, it's a well-crafted film. Absolutely. And the answers to the questions that were proposed over the past 40 years, they were answered in in an intelligently produced way. However, were those the answers you wanted? Not always. And that's, I think, what some of the fan base had to struggle with. And, and, And I can respect that. You know, like, Luke... If you follow the, if you look at Luke Skywalker from that vantage point, the way he went out worked. Myself being a child of, you know, like Return of the Jedi being the first movie I ever saw in a theater, man, I wanted to see, I wanted to see Luke take out Adats with, you know, a lightsaber and go out like a soja and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't get that. And I can understand why for people, a lot of people, they can look at that and be like, man, that, that ain't cool. Do you think do you think we would be having the same conversation if JJ Abrams would have directed all three movies? Well, I don't think The Last Jedi would have been made in the way that it was. Um and and he, so okay. Well, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but the reason I ask that is because we saw The Last Jedi together, all three of us. Um when we left the theater, you know, we went until two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, reviewing the movie, discussing, breaking it down. And one of the things that I said that I was worried about is that no matter what, no matter what uh, the total fan reception of this film is, it's going to be blackballed because I saw the movie, I didn't like it. He hasn't seen the movie yet. I go to him and say, "This movie's terrible. It's the worst Star Wars film ever. They ruined everything." And he is so wrapped up in what I'm saying that he doesn't even go see the movie, but then he starts spreading everything that I've said. And I think that's ultimately what has painted The Last Jedi in such a bad light for the majority of the fan base. From the suburbs of Chicago and Illinois, this is The Poor Report with your host, Andrew Poor. I am currently in Utah for work, and that's a whole other thing to talk about, but I'm in Utah, out west. I can look out my hotel window and see mountains. It is like 90 degrees, which I never thought it would actually be in Utah, because when I was here in January, it was like 20 degrees, so definitely a big change in the last six months, but I'm here to bring you the news, and there's definitely a lot to talk about. Now, just to precursor, I am not going to be talking about the Michael Cohen Trump news that's going on. It's still developing. I don't feel comfortable really diving into it yet, so I'm going to talk about some other news that's kind of pertinent to that, but I'm going to start off right away with what I talked about on last week's show regarding James Gunn. So since 
that news came out about James Gunn firing and Disney letting him go to to some past tweets. Earlier today, actually, uh, yesterday, that's the time I'm recording, so earlier on Monday, the cast basically gave a petition. They wrote a letter, put it out on social media, basically saying like, hey, so here's the article from The Verge regarding this. So on July 20th, Walt Disney Studios issued a surprise announcement that it was firing James Gunn, director of the Marvel Cinematic Universe film Guardians of the Galaxy and its 2017 sequel. The studio is responding to an unearthed series of off-color jokes he made on Twitter between 2008 and 2012 that tweets those tweets made light of pedophilia and child abuse, leading to online outrage. Gunn issued an apology on Twitter, stating, in part, Many people have followed my career know when I started. I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I have discussed publicly many times, as I have developed as a person, so is my work and my humor. It isn't, it's not to say I'm better but I'm very, very different than I was a few years ago. Today, I try to root my work in love and connection, less in anger. My dad says something just because it's shocking and trying to get a reaction are over. My day, sorry. My day is saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get a reaction are over. Gunn's cast on the Guardian's home initially responded to the news cautiously or obliquely, if at all. Actor Michael Rooker, who plays alien pirate Yandu Udata... I don't think I've actually ever said his last name before. In the first two films, lead his Twitter account in solidarity, stating on the service, the account will be inactive after today. We're very tired and upset over all the ongoing bullshit. Neither I nor my rep will use Twitter again. Twitter sucks, and I want nothing to do with it. Dave Bautista, who plays Drax the Destroyer, responded on Twitter with outspoken anger and sarcasm. But today, the cast has issued a collective open letter to Disney, posting to various Twitter and Instagram accounts, expressing their support and calling for Gunn's reinstatement. Here's the open letter. An open letter from the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy. To our friends and fans. We fully support James Gunn. We were all shocked by his abrupt firing last week and have intentionally waited these 10 days to respond in order to think, pray, listen, and discuss. In that time, we've been encouraged by the outpouring of support from fans and members of the media who wish to see James reinstated as director of Volume 3. As well as discouraged by those who easily duped into believing that many outlandish conspiracy theories surrounding him. Being in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies have been a great honor in each of our lives. We cannot let this moment pass without expressing our love, support, and gratitude for James. We are not here to defend his jokes of many years ago, but rather to share our experience having spent many years together on set making Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. The character he has shown in the wake of his firing is consistent with the man he was very every day on set. And his apology now and from years ago when first addressing these remarks, we believe, is from the heart. Our heart we all know, trust, and love. In casting, each of us help him tell the story of misfits who find redemption. He changed our lives forever. We believe the theme of redemption has never been more relevant than now. Each of us looks forward to working with our friend James again in the future. His story isn't over, not by a long shot. There's a little due process in the court of public opinion. James is likely not the last good person to be put on trial. Given the growing political divide in this country, it's safe to say instances like this will continue. Although we... Hope Americans from across the political spectrum can ease up on the character assassinations and stop weaponizing mob mentality. It is our hope that what has transpired can serve as an example for all of us to realize the enormous responsibility we have to ourselves and to each other regarding the use of our written words when we etch them in digital stone. That we society may learn from this experience and in the future will think twice before we decide what we want to express, and in so learning perhaps can harness the capability to help and heal instead of hurting each other. Thank you for taking the time to read our words, The Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Signed Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, Karen Gillian, Michael Rooker, Palm Clementif, and Sean Gunn. So, in addition to this letter, uh, Bautista and Rooker specifically references the growing political diet in this country due to the widespread perception that Gunn was targeted for his outspoken public stance against Donald Trump. The tweets that got him in trouble were found and publicized by a group of alt-right media personalities, most notably Pizza... Gate conspiracy theorist Mike Cernovich would previously use a similar tactic to persuade MSNBC to fire contributor Sam Cedar. A few days ago, after firing Cedar over a satirical tweet about director Roman Polanski, MSNBC reversed the decision. Guns, Guardians of the Galaxy collaborators are hoping are clearly hoping Disney follows suit. In recent articles about the petition, Variety says that Disney's failure to name a new director for the third movie in the Guardian series, which was scheduled to begin production early 2019. Might suggest a plan to reinstate Gunn, but no decision is likely to be made until Walt Disney chairman Bob Iger returns from vacation. So no, you're probably with all of us saying that Bob Iger needs to return from vacation now so we can get closure on this story. We need to either find out if there's going to be more to this story, if he is going to be reinstated, if they're just going to go through an investigation period, the same thing they did for Chris Hardwick, which recently came out that he has been cleared to return to his duties with AMC, so... There's definitely good news on the horizon. Hopefully, Gunn gets reinstated because I feel like if Gunn doesn't get picked up, I don't think they should bring a new director on. I don't think they should even continue the Guardian series. I think they should just end it and move in a different direction with a different vision in mind because a Guardians 3 without James Gunn would be criticized heavily. It would be the same reason, be the same way like Justice League was criticized by uh, when they brought in the new decision there. So... We'll kind of keep up with the story. Hopefully we'll find some news in the next few weeks. With a start date of 2019 for filming and a date already set for the film, they really need to get moving and find out because I don't know how far James Gunn was in the script writing phase, but even if another director did come on and try to pick up where he left off, there's still not a lot of time. We won't see a situation like we saw with Han Solo or with other movies of that nature. So definitely keep up with that. And moving from... One bit of entertainment to another. This regards CBS uh, CEO uh, Les Moonves. So the CBS board just discussed sexual harassment claims against CEO Les Moonves. The board plans to form a special committee that will oversee an investigation of both Moonves and the overall culture at the network, according to two sources familiar with the matter. CBS's independent board of directors said in a statement on Friday that it would take appropriate action at the conclusion of the investigation. Some board members this weekend spoke about their whether Moonves should step aside during the probe. One source says news of the discussions are the and the board's plans for Monday were reported earlier by the Wall Street Journal. The source still seeing money that the Monday meeting was scheduled before a bombshell report in the New Yorker Friday detailed allegations against the CEO. The director now plans to use the meeting at least in part to select a special committee that will oversee the investigation. It'll be carried out by a third-party law firm. The sources said. The New Yorker report included statements from six women who told reporters Ronan Farah that Moonves sexually harassed them. The article also reported that 30 current and former CBS employees flagged inappropriate favor at the company, including CBS News and its flagship program, 60 Minutes. CNN has not independently confirmed the allegations. In a statement to the New Yorker that was also obtained by CNN, Moonves said he has promoted a culture of respect and opportunity for all employees throughout his tenure at CBS. I recognize that there were many times decades ago when I may have made some women uncomfortable by making advances. Those were mistakes, and I regret them immensely, but I always understood and respected and abided by the principle that no means no, and I've never 
misuse my position to harm or hinder anyone's career, Mumved, who serves as CBS's executive chairman and CEO, said. He added, This is a time when we're all appropriately focused on how we will improve our society. We at CBS are committed to being part of the solution. The CBS board's independent directors on Friday said in a statement, released several hours before the New York article was published, the board will review the claims when the investigation is finished. The board will take appropriate action, it said. Moonves has been running CBS for more than a decade and is credited with turning it into the most watched broadcast network on television for 15 of the past 16 years. Moonves has said very well compensated for his company's success. He received $68.4 million in 2017 for his role as chief executive and chairman of the board of directors. They made him one of the highest paid CEOs in the country last year, according to the Equilar Review of an S&P 500 companies. That's a little bit of follow-up with that regarding the fallout. Uh, this is a separate article from The Hollywood Reporter. Stock drops as Wall Street debates future and board meets. So as the CBS board meets Monday to discuss sexual misconduct claims in a New Yorker investigation, the company's shares were down in early trading. Investors seemingly pulled the emergency break on CBS Corp. on July 27th, as ruled that multiple women in the New Yorker story were accused chairman and CEO Leslie Moonves of sexual misconduct. The stock closed down 6%. With, while some industry figures were quick to speak out in defense of or against Moonves, there was a hush of shell shock silence among many analysts as they went into the summer weekend trying to gauge the fallout. As the CBS board meets money to discuss fallout from the Moonves claims, what is Wall Street concentrating on at this stage? A company's shares were down a further 3.1% in early trading at $52.33. The focus right now is less on the legal costs, but rather more on the substance of the investigation by the board pursuant to its fiduciary duty to shareholders. CFRA research analyst Tuna and Bodhi told The Hollywood Reporter, The potentially damaging nature of the allegations also raised a legitimate concern as to whether Mr. Moonves or other senior executives could ultimately be exposed to criminal liability under the worst-case scenario. In the meantime, the outcome of the board's investigation could set the tone regarding Mr. Moonves's contract, contractual tenure with the company potentially raising the questions of management succession. Analysts have over the years often highlighted the importance of Moonves's leadership in the company's success, which in large part explains the big Friday stock drop. We are not today changing our CBS outperform rating or $65 target price, but neither are we recommending investors take the current stock weakness as a near-term buying opportunity to accumulate CBS shares. There raises so many questions that it will likely change the trajectory of CBS Viacom merger negotiations. Veteran analyst Hal Vogel told THR and Embody argued, it would seem the allegations against Mr. Moonves are likely to significantly undercut or weaken his and the board's position amid the ongoing legal battle for governance, making it more than likely the national amusements could exert further leverage toward a potential merger of CBS and Viacom on Mr. Redstone's terms. You don't get to be a very strong media organization in this environment on the back of just one person, B. Riley, FBR analyst Barton Crockett said Friday on CNBC. Strong media organizations have been able, was able to stay in these types of transitions because they have multiple people who are executing. I think that's what you have at CBS. He concluded, you should assume that CBS continues to perform whoever is in charge. Much Wall Street Bay is also focused on what the Moonves probe may mean on a possible recombination of CBS and Viacom, both of which are controlled by the Shari Redstone-led national amusements. One of the few analysts to perform a report quickly and before the New Yorker put out its report by Ronan Farrow was Cohen and Company's Doug Krutz, a messy situation gets messier, he wrote while maintaining his sector best outperform rating on the stock and highlighting the legal showdown between CBS and controlling shareholder national amusements about control of the company. It's fair to question the timing of the story given the ongoing and somewhat nasty legal fight between Moonves, the CBS board, and the Redstone family. 
But whether or not the timing is just a coincidence has no bearing on the story's truth. Crute said, we do expect the board to conduct a thorough examination of the claims, which is likely to take some time. Concluded the analyst, until the investigation is completed, we expect Moonves to remain CEO of the company. BTIG's Richard Greenfield, who has been critical of CBS and Moonves for not having struck a deal to combine with sister company Viacom, reiterated Friday on CNBC that he believes the firms are too small. Both these companies need to get bigger, he said, highlighting the Moonves has been opposed to CBS buying Viacom in order to get these two companies merged together, which is good for both of them in the long term. Less needs to be gone, but in a nod to Moonves' business success and creative instance, he said the ideal scenario would be for Moonves and Viacom CEO Bob Backish to work together and build a combined company for the future. Three-ish places to four places we usually go to. We either go to Palatine, we go to downtown Libertyville, which is really nice. We go, we've been to like Gray's Lake, we've been to a couple other places around. And then our friends sometimes want to go to the city, which is its own experience because there's a lot more prep involved because you have to take, you obviously don't drive because you're not, so usually you drive to a train station and then take a Metra or a Blue Line or whatever into the city and then you walk to then wherever you, we're going. And then you drink, and then you have to take the train back, and then it'll be processed. You can't get too drunk because you still have to make it onto a train, and then you drive home from there. And yeah. it involves, like, an hour on the train to get there, and then an hour on the train to get back. So, like... It's a fiasco is what it is. You can't do an early night there because you're going to be spending more time traveling to get there than you're actually there. Which, like, if you want to go there, you want to go there early. Like, I think the last time we went to the city, we went out there, like, for dinner, and then... Did all that and then went back. Yeah. And that was probably... It was a good amount of time to actually be there. But... Because mm-hmm. we've done it like when we've gone out and you go to like four bars and it's like, I'm tired. I just want to go back. And then you're still not going to be home for... At least for us because you'll take the train, you'll drive back, you'll drop someone off. And you still have a half hour drive back to your place. So it's just... Mm-hmm. It's a process. I love staying closer to home because it's... It's less prep work. You can like... It's more like you can do it on the spot. There's not a lot of planning involved. You're just like, oh, let's go to this bar. And then you just kind of show up. Or like, I don't know. It's much easier for me. Less stress. Because I feel like, well, about nine times out of ten, I turned into like the mama bear when it comes to going <laughs> out. And then it's like the one time that I decide like I'm going to let loose is when I just get terribly like throw up sick and, you know, right. have to be taken home in a taxi cab from the city and to the suburb. That was a fun suburb. ride. That was rough. I made friends with and a cab driver. And that. I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't know what. Sometimes I just drink and then I don't realize how much I've drank until it's it's all over. Right. And sometimes it's other factors. Like sometimes, like I know, like with that time, it was the bar was really hot and it was really foggy and it, you just kind of get a little disoriented. Then all it just takes is that trigger and then that's it. Like, well, and I also looked at my medicine that I take for um. I when my medicine I found out that with drinking it's like oh you get dizzy and I'm like well that makes sense because usually when it when I get when I'm like about to throw up you get the spin. it's like I get the spins really bad and I'm like and it and sometimes I won't even drink that much 
Like, there's been times where I've drank more and I don't, but sometimes I'll drink. It's like certain things just trigger me and I'm just done. Right. Like, In the bathroom, don't want to leave. <laughs> That's Right. That's a lot of, like, you have to get, get her upright and then get her situated. I turn, I turn into, like, dead weight and, like, this hopeless creature. Right. <laughs> Gee, thanks. No, you're fine. But it's, it, it does, like, we've all had our experience. Like, I... I think my worst experience from drinking being out was that I had never try one of your friend's homemade alcoholic concoctions. Like, literally, like, he made a liquor. Like, he took, like, brown sugar, some, like, different ingredients and, like, rum and stuff and made his own, like, amaretto-type drink. And it was good. It was really sweet. But, like, did not sit well. I was not having a good time. It was way too alcoholic and way too much stuff going on. And I about destroyed my friend's like bathroom because of that because mm-hmm. like you'll pass out and you wake up and be like oh no then you just run but it's just one of those things yeah it's the, the downside of going out is like when you don't do it often sometimes you feel like you have to overcompensate and then that's what gets you in trouble yeah or your friends try to egg you on like oh you're not drinking come on grandma and it's like well let's remember well all right then like i remember one of my friends got like we were so dark together we were and we left, like, their apartment to, like, go to some bars. And the guy and I were, like, walking arm in arm, singing Closing Time down the streets of Chicago. I was like, what are... Like, looking back, I'm like, what were we doing? But we were both, like, on the... We were just completely drunk. It was... Mm-hmm. Then you sober up and then you're fine. But it's... Yeah. But, like, not even like that. Like, not just going out to drink. Like, a lot of times going out... Like, I know Liz and I both like to go see movies and... Being adults and stuff now, we kind of like the idea of that some movie theaters you go to also let you have beer or let you like, it's yes. part of like, the, it's a separate thing with the concession stand so you can get like popcorn and a beer and go watch a movie. Like our group of friends went and saw Incredibles 2. With beer in our hands. So like I'm sitting there like next to like kids drinking a beer, watching Incredibles 2. That's perfectly okay. You can, if you're 21, you can go drink. It doesn't, cartoon movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that's how you know that we're real adults is that we take beer into the movie theater to watch a kid's show. Exactly. Because Incredibles 2 is still a great movie. It was a great movie. I recommend it. Gives you some memories to when you're like in middle school watching that movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Or maybe grade school for you. <laughs> it, but, I, I, it was like, I think it came out like, what, like 04? I don't know. Or 03? I don't Everything know. Everything runs together. I still think it's like 2009. Sometimes oh, I just God. feel like I could be like 10 years ago. stuck in 2009. Yeah, there's... Yeah, it's sometimes it it's hard to tell. Like, it's like when you think of like something like, oh, remember like when it like two years ago? And I was like, that was last year. I was like, really? No. Or there's me that's like, oh yeah, you know, like I talk about something in high school, and they're like, Liz, that's almost eight years ago now. I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. Like, that's already the- been eight years since like our freshman year of high school, or that we've. Like, that we were juniors in high school. Like, that's... Oh, it's yeah. just weird. It's, it's crazy. I say, well, I'm getting ready for my 10-year high school reunion. <laughs> yep. Mine's not for another two e- No, three. 2011. I graduated in 2011, so 2021. So, yeah, three years from now. Mm-hmm. And where's the time go, right? I just don't know. I don't know. You know we're feeling very much adulty right now, just because of all this stuff that we've been doing. And, and like... Just tonight, like, trying to, like, figure out what we're doing. Like, trying to reach our friends. Like, like originally, we're like, oh, do you guys want to, like, come over, help us with some house stuff? Then we'll go check out our pool. And then maybe, like, go get dinner and then go out or something after. And it's like, oh, we got this going on. And it's like, 
trying to make plans with friends when we're all like adults who have like day jobs and then try and do stuff at night that it like need to get done and then social stuff is just a nightmare and a half sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And then you got, I don't know. It's just, you get all these different schedules and then like, then you try to get, it gets to that like moment or like around the time where you're like actually going to do something. And then someone at the last second is like, oh, just kidding. I had something that just popped up and now I can't go. Well, sometimes you have like the, there's the, like the toothpick friend who's like, there's the one that like makes all the plans fall apart. Like Tuesday night, we're like, we're all trying to get together to like. Go like a couple of us go see the, I think it was either Sorry to Bother You or Ant Man and the Wasp, like two entirely different movies. But it was like, well, we can only see it after like six thirty because we have some friends that work on the city and they have to come back. But another friend doesn't want to see a movie after like seven forty five because they have to like get up early the next day for work. So it's like trying to find a window and then it just ends up falling apart because just there's too many things that you can't meet all of everyone's demands. Then once one person can't do it, then it just it's over. Yeah. And then we have, or you have a friend who's like, he waits to see plans set before they're like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Like they want to, they don't want to commit to something that's not solid yet, which is, yeah, which is just frustrating. Cause you're like, I just want to do things, but it's like, why do you have to have another life outside of me? You should have me as your only friend. Just which... need, we just need to live in the Truman show where everyone's life is contingent on their life. That's what uh, you need. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, this is what it is. Like, getting together with friends is always a struggle. Like, even, like, for, like, when we do, like, foodies, when we end up going there, it's a whole process because, like, making sure you have time allotted to, like, get down to Indiana for the show, enough time to record and then get back without schedules running across. And it's just, this summer's been a nightmare trying to do that just because you just don't have the free time to, like, do the hour down, hour back, and all the time you're actually there. But it... It's just, like, plans in general are just hard because there's always something, there's always a reason not to do something, there's always something going on. And it's just prioritizing and trying to make the best and work it all out so you still have fun and not stretch yourself out on all the things you have to do. Yeah. I mean, I like going out, don't get me wrong, but I feel like sometimes my, and I feel bad because I feel like sometimes I can be, like, that toothpick friend that's, like, because it's, like, I'll be excited about plans, excited about plans, and then, like, when it actually gets to the day of the plans, like, if my anxiety and stuff is not, like, if it's not in check, like, if I'm worried about something, I, if I do go, I sometimes, I'm, like, the Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. And if I don't go, I just turn into, like, this pouty little brat. Because right. it's, like, well, I don't feel like going out, but everyone's going out without me, and I, da da da, and it's just, like. Or, or you get, like, upset, like, they're gonna hate me for not going out, or they're. Oh, yeah, that's, that's definitely a thought that goes through my head, do they hate me? Why? I'm not going out. They must hate me. Or if I want to leave early because I'm just like not feeling it. I'm like, oh, they must be so mad at me that I left early. And yeah, I get all but those like, lovely social thoughts because I'm such a social person. Not really. Yeah, we just, we just, we're both, we're overthinkers and we stress about small stuff and it just, it just happens. It's just the nature, certain people, it's just in their nature. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. Yep. But I don't know. But it's nice when you do it, when everything, I like when the stars align when it comes to like plans. It's like everybody's excited to do it. Everyone that was invited is coming, you know, and then it's just, I like, and it doesn't happen. I guess it really hasn't happened often over the summer because there's just some people are getting married and then people are going to weddings and 
people are going out of town, people are going to family parties and stuff, but, like, when the stars align with our friend group, I feel like we have a really good time. It kind of worked out for Fourth of July for us. Oh, yeah. That that was probably (laughs) probably the last thing that actually, like, we actually were all kind of together, and it was like, we're like, oh, because everyone has the day off, we can't do anything late because we all have work the next day because, I don't know, I feel like everything should be on, like, the day before Fourth of July, so you have the Fourth of July, like, recover, like, kind of like when you have... Like New Year's Eve. Yeah, like when you have you have the New Year's Day off, not New Year's Eve, because everyone does everything on New Year's Eve. But yeah, that whole thing. But like all of our friends were like free, didn't have anything going on because well, it's the middle it of the week. Like you don't have during it was so like during the day some people had stuff, but they were like, Oh, like at night for fireworks we can come and then everyone else kind of the stars aligned with that and it was So we had the full group nice. and we had, we had our we were able to put like our blankets out and like sit back and watch the fireworks show and because it was late it was quick and you in and out, back home ready in bed ready for work at like 10 30 and then be like all right let's do it let's do it the next day mm-hmm. like i like when it all works out like that and like we've had it's nice it's like small things it's not like a big plan it's like oh we're all gonna do this like more like one of our friends was in a is in like a like a club baseball team and we like we all got together to see one of his games that just kind of happened to work out mm-hmm. i don't know and then we went out afterwards and then we went out after like it's sometimes it's just the small things sometimes you don't have to like it's stuff like you don't put a lot of time and thinking into actually planning it that ends up working better than the stuff like, all right, so we can advance. We're going to do this on this date. We're doing this, all this. These people are invited. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to like, set up like a birthday party or something or like a birthday outing. Yeah. It's just like a whole, or like when like your friend was um, leaving for like going abroad and trying to get everyone together to see him off. And it was just like, well, we'll do it this day. Well, he's not available. Well, that's not going to work can't have mm-hmm. that it's i don't know plans are just hard to make and going out as much fun as this sometimes is just like i know like earlier today i was thinking like like i want to hang out and be social with our friends but like i know if we go to the bars it's gonna be out till 2 a.m and then i have to manage to get up so we can do work on the house tomorrow and do our other things i still have to pack for my work trip and all it's just like there's you always can think of all the excuses when like you don't when you're not 100 percent into actually doing it right but I'm forcing him to be social, but not for, I mean, we put kind of a limit on it, which was nice because like, I don't really want to be out super late either. And that's, as we've gotten older, I mean, we've been, this solid group of friends has been together for what, like almost three years or something. So I've moved up here. Yeah. So, um, it's nice now that like, what I like when we can catch everybody on the same wavelength too, when it comes to like going out. Because then, like, there's sometimes where we're all like, yeah, we'll go out, we'll stay out late, whatever. And then there's other times where it's like, some people want to stay out late, some people can only stay out till this time. And then you're, like, trying to juggle how everyone is going to be able to participate. But I like when it's, like, everybody is on the same page. Like, I like doing that. Because, like, if it's a chill night, then everyone kind of, like, knows, like, there's, like, almost, like, you all know... In your brains, like, you're like, okay, I want to leave by 10 o'clock, but no one says it. But then when 10 o'clock hits, everyone's like, oh, I'm ready to go. And you're like, yes, right. everyone is thinking the same thing someone had, But then someone's like, oh, I just ordered another drink. You're like, oh, okay. Then that's, that's it's like, oh, okay, well, we'll all do, then we'll all do another drink. And then it's like, people drink slower or faster. And they're like, all waiting for like that last person to finish their drink. And you're like, I remember sometimes when you would be with me, if I was a slow drinker, you'd just take my drink and like, finish it for me. Like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah. But that was, that's always fun. But, like, we've had those times, like, when we were, like, 
in college we sat at college we're like we'd close places down like 4 a.m well there were even times where we've been we were at friends houses and we had this one place and we would always joke that it was like a time warp because it was like we'd be so into like whatever we were doing we're just like hanging out talking about we would look at your phone, and you're like, okay, it's like... Midnight. It was midnight, so we're like, oh, we'll stay a little, a little longer. Then the next time you look at your phone, you're like, holy crap, it's 4.30 in the morning. Like, we need to go home. It's like, and then you like... And it's like, you finally get home, and like, and then you're like, okay, so let's wrap this up. And then it's like, get home, the sun's starting to come up, you're like, ah, oh, crap. Yes, that's happened... But those were days, like, when we didn't have things the next day. You could sleep till noon. Like, I cannot think of the last time I slept past, like, 8 o'clock. We're gonna put the side of my in the But, uh, eating stir fry, uh, she, I was like, hey, you want to watch movie? She's like, what do you got? Well, classic me, I pop in. Uh, Sharknado. No. Okay. Uh, Swiss Army Man. Oh. Fu- funny enough. Nice. Uh, I have I have had sex with Swiss Army Man. I've had, fuck, I've had sex with three people now with Swiss Army Man. Would playing. you say that's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, it's up there. He okay. starts saying no. It it I don't think it is my favorite movie, but it's definitely up there. It's getting you late, so that's all. I mean, it's got to be your favorite. Yeah, it's definitely a good mood setter, especially the part where his dick is like it's turning into a satellite or a compass. Okay. I lost my virginity to uh, I love you, Beth Cooper. I lost my virginity to Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> way better. Yeah. Hands way down, better. way better. Uh, <laughs> Apollo 13 was in the background while I was laying pipe for the first time, so. <laughs> Epic. Is that the one we watched at your house? No, okay, that was Apollo so, 18. Uh, <laughs> so my losing my virginity is just complete garbage now. Thanks, yeah, guys. Tom Hanks was in the background of mine. And Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon. And he had... Fucking, yeah, fucking Ace Ventura. Pet detective. <laughs> Which is awesome in its own right. All Me, right. I'm garbage. Yeah, you, you suck. <laughs> just, you, you just were literally, garbage. <laughs> you were literally trying to figure out how to lay pipe to one of the worst movies of all time. I wasn't trying to figure it out. I knew how. I just hadn't done it yet. Yeah, you, you were trying to figure it out. I remember it was very vivid because I, I was literally <laughs> watching it while sticking it in with her. Because her, t- her bed was like this and her TV's right in front of her and she was laying down and I was like going in from the back. That's, that's, that's all I have happened. to say about that. <laughs> but back back again to the cop. We okay, were we might get to the end of the story in two and a half hours. Yeah. We were watching Swiss Army Man. It was good. We got about halfway through to where they started, uh, where he started having, like, where you could, like, chop wood and stuff, and they're having that party with all the trash. Okay. And uh, that's when, like, we were cuddling at that point. Oh, a little snuggle. Yeah. We were just cuddling normally. I was holding her hand. Well, me being me, well, if I'm spooning a girl, like I'm you, going you to told the way you said it to a me booner? was. You said <laughs> booner. The way you told me was me, like, you know, all guys. Accent. Oh, you want me to do the Cameron accent while Cameron's here? Yes. <laughs> right in front of him. Look into his He's, eyes when you do it. He said, you know. Me being me, or me being a guy, I got a boner. But he said <laughs> <A> booner. booner. 
I get to Booner. I like how you I took. To I like how you took Cameron's speech impediment and threw a little bit of Canadian in there too. Eh. Oh, did I? You did. There, oh pal. boy. But anyway, so you're you're oh, spooning. Heck. You've got a Booner. Yeah, and she, <laughs> like, cause cause of how I have my pant, how I have my dick, my boner is always going up towards the waistline. And <laughs> what are the comments like? Houston, we have a problem, Tyler. <laughs> stir the tanks <laughs> but yeah it, it's going up and she, she you've got it you've got it tucked into your waistband is that what you're telling me yeah okay. but i have a shirt over it uh she takes her ass and fucking just grinds it on that and i was like ooh. <laughs> and she looks back this and is just, about to be a sticky situation and she looks back and she uh she smiled a bit and she took she was holding that hand she took it and like had me place it on her thigh at that point i knew like well you were getting it in yeah <laughs> and then like i was just rubbing her thigh and shit and then fucking playing with her she had some thin panties on she knew she was getting dick tonight <laughs> All right. so i i play around a little bit like i grabbed a waistband pull it and yeah, you don't have to go into that much detail. I don't. I don't, I don't need to make an awful out of it. No, th- this time. <laughs> okay, the, the, I started fucking. The lo- the I listeners started... do not want another <laughs> Fifty Shades of Cameron because that was rough. <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay, so it was also forty-five minutes of a story mm-hmm. that could have been twelve minutes, <laughs> maybe two. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, she she has. Are some... you rubbing your fucking no, balls I'm... and shit no. right now? I'm emulating what I did to her. You don't need to do that. Nate I says all you. the details. Yes, we do. <laughs> the people or the pod daddy has spoken. Yeah, but this is our show. Pod master daddy. Okay, pod I did that. Master. Playing with her waistband. Then I did the thing where I grabbed her front of her panties and pull it up. So her fucking... Why would you do that? I don't know. I just do it. <laughs> Apparently she was into it. What? She was fine with you it. You gave her a front wedgie? Kind of. Why? <laughs> I've never, I've never had a girl complain about that. It's kind of hot. No, it's not. Yes. No. I've done it. I've done it to. I've, I've done it to Miranda. That's Tyler not over here. Tyler over here having missionary <clears throat> sex through a blanket. <laughs> Just my dick through the little hole yeah. in my boxers. Yeah. You can't All make right. eye contact with her. Or no, else no, no. God it's will in be the ashamed. dark. It's in the dark. All right, so here's here's what I want you to do. I want you to call Miranda in here right now. I want you to put your mic down, and I want her to reach into your pants and grab the front side of your boxers and just fucking jerk them no, with all not. of her strength and might. different. Straight up. It's not That's any different I don't different fucking, different. I I don't don't fucking jerk it up like I'm fucking <clears throat> choking Loki. Uh, vaginas are different than dicks, man. It doesn't fucking hey! matter. I didn't pull it up like I'm trying to lift her off to bed. Micah I, says you're hungry. <laughs> I just, I just lifted explains it up. a lot, Micah. He's not wrong. <laughs> it was just a little wedgie, and I fucking go back and forth with it, and then just I just use your fucking hand. Yeah, but wait, I'm getting like to it. that. Chicks like when you use other things. Yeah, I'm getting to the hand it's part. Called, it's called being hot and sexy. Oh my fucking god. She liked it, Tyler. Okay, <laughs> that's all that matters in the end. <laughs> Me, I could just... All right, so real quick. What if, okay, what if everything was great until you got to that point and you did that and she looked at you and went, what the fuck are you doing? And then got up and left. How would you feel at that moment right then? I'd be like, wow, that kind of sucked. 
Let me hit up the next girl on Tinder. Okay, okay, but Ooh. I won't do that but again. Say, say this one was literally at the end of your rope. This is your last opportunity. This is bottom of the as barrel. long as there's as long as there's women, there's opportunity. What if your dick was gonna <laughs> fall off in the next twenty four hours? If my dick fall off, I I don't know. It would suck. Not Nate, Nate says it's a texture thing. Oh my god! Increase your mouth game. Have coitus. You shouldn't have to only rely on your mouth game. You should be able to do everything. That's not everything. That's something that's additional. Yeah, it's additional, okay, which want, is I a part you, of everything. Wait, let me get to the story. I want I... you to rub that trash can on some girl's hoo-ha and make that hot <laughs> and sexy. Mm. Oh, I'll do it. Grind your pussy on that trash. Yeah, make, I, I, wanna, I want you to, to make that happen. Leave a fucking snail trail on it, bitch. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking not attractive. It's fucking weird. That's that's hey, a matter weird, of perspective. Weird is what makes the world go round. No, it's not. This is this is coming from a guy who also claims hand jobs aren't fun. They aren't. <laughs> Fuck you, Cameron. Give me a fucking hard one. Wait. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. Nate says, "Bro, mouth game is on lock. Trust, but the trust, but the bonus is different feelings for them." Okay, I'm gonna. It's dull. more intimate. I'm gonna dull. I'm a parent. I want to have sex, and then I want to take a nap. And I probably want a sandwich. He's so old. Either during or before or after. At some point, I want a sandwich. Maybe have it hanging over you like you're trying to get it. Yes, like like someone's got like a little, like a wooden stick <laughs> the, with the... a sandwich on a string. Like to give me incentive enough to procreate. <laughs> that whole dialogue, excuse me, that whole dialogue for me up. just now is just for Micah. But no, because I, apparently food is the only thing in life that motivates me. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, we got past that part and I was I was just like fucking rubbing down there. You don't her. have to rub it. You can just tell me. Okay, I was rubbing down. It's really I I have a very I don't know. I just have to act shit out. <laughs> okay, stick your thumb in your ass for me. <laughs> I I won't do that. All I right. won't go that far. All right, then I don't believe I don't believe anything you're saying. Okay. But yeah, I I was rubbing My her man. down. I was rubbing her down, and she had some really fucking plump, uh, fucking snatch lips. Some some labia. The labia majora was very prominent. Mm-hmm. It was. See what I did there? Yeah. Used words. It was fucking thick. But yeah, she w was that intimidating for you. The intimidating part was she's as tall as me. Okay. Uh, I've been there, man. My man, I've, I've I've been there. Sometimes it really do be like that. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, we're, I was just fucking meh, giving her the yes. finger blast. I moved on from the these two to just these two. Oh, the Spider Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've never quite understood that. The Spider Man. Like, he no, shoots no, no, what? Like just get just get the engine started and then get your business done. I like to I like to enjoy my sex, not yeah. Just get I, I'm done I'm with him on that. Yeah, but like, there's so much more enjoyable things than fucking finger banging somebody. Like, like the her reaction while you're finger banging. Yeah, yeah you want me to you're tell you? You're gonna get more Wait, reaction no. with your mouth than you are with your fingers. Uh, I mean, that's just that's a me... general statement that 99% of people are gonna agree with. Let me keep talking though. I haven't. <laughs> then do it. You guys keep interrupting me. Like you saying um the last time every three words. Um, we're moving through this together. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, We're making was, the story interesting. Finger, yes. Via I'll, commentary. I'll finger blast in her, then 
ripped her fucking panties come off her leg. And, and this isn't in the living room? My okay. bedroom. Right. She's wearing a dress, though. She, so Very convenient. Yeah, the, she, she did that on purpose. The dress stayed on most of the time. That's all right. I'm a fan of that myself. But yeah, she... Uh, Quick access, more time for sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh... I was going at it really fucking hard. You were, I, you were picking her up, is what you're telling me. Yeah, I... I, I'm not no longer cuddling. I'm between her legs, like, like I'm fuck. You're standing over her, like. No, I'm not standing. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, lay, halfway laying on the bed. Like I'm like this. I have my fucking hand pressed down right here on like, like right this part, her pelvic area, because girls like that for some reason. Pubic area. Yeah. It's I'm gonna still... keep winking and doing that all <laughs> show just to make everybody uncomfortable. Yeah, and I started getting some fucking tongue action on that clit. <laughs> did but, you have some fava beans and a nice bottle of Chianti afterwards no he doesn't get that reference either but yeah uh, millennials but uh, she started like fucking what was it who was it that said like I was in uh, did you tell Tiffany this story no I was, please do <laughs> Basically, it got to the point where uh, her legs were like this. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I know. I felt like I was doing good. So, but... uh, Brandon thought you were showing off for the new girl. Oh. Oh, you got a new girl. <laughs> yeah, we got a new girl. Mike's Mike's uh, volume went up 15 decibels as soon as uh, both her and the new guy showed up. Oh, a new guy, too. Uh, he is sealer one. But So but... Mike's interested in him? <laughs> Mike, Mike immediately got like... 3.5 times more obnoxious. Yeah. As he does when anybody new is around. Right. Anyway. But yeah, I was going So you were being her... put in a vice, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a fucking... She was doing the stanky leg. Okay. Or <laughs> she was cranking out that soldier boy. All right. But, uh... <laughs> Jennifer says, why does it always come to this when Cameron's on the show? <laughs> It just ha- that's the only inter- interesting oh, 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 thing. Sometimes it really do be like that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it do. Sometimes it don't, but really it do. <laughs> uh, so real, real quick, real quick. The other night, Cameron and I were having a nice conversation, and he stopped what he was doing, and for the f- maybe one, this is maybe like one of the three times that I've seen him do this. He got very serious. But it was like a happy serious, like almost a dad type look. He looked at me and he goes, I'm really glad that that's how I made my mark on your life. And that's not how he worded it, because it was like slightly more down syndrome. But I'm going to say it so everyone else can understand. That's how I made my mark, my mark on your life, because sometimes it really do be like that. And then we high fived. Yeah. Which his high fives have gotten insanely intense. I know, and that's I've de- developed a technique so my hand doesn't disintegrate. Like we both, he high fived me, both of us wearing gloves, and it still almost destroyed my hand because mm-hmm. he's been in Sean's cult. Remember when I was yelling at him for high fiving really hard one day? Yeah, yeah, I warned you. You didn't heed my warning. Anyway, so you're doing really good. You think you're doing really good? Yeah, and he's. Well, Panties are off. Fucking a... dresses flying everywhere. <laughs> there's a strong there's... wind. Well, I was gonna say it's like the airbender, like the fucking orb. Of yes. Air. Yeah. Or I'm going fucking kamehameha inside of her. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, keep, yeah bro. Keep, keep going. But <laughs> but then she starts taking her hands and like keeps trying to push my hand away and eventually like I stop. I'm like, "Hey, are you, you not enjoying this?" And she said, "No, I'm really enjoying it. I'm just a fighter." And <laughs> and then you're just like, "Oh." <laughs> I was like, I'm like, "Man, this really shouldn't have turned me on, but it does." <laughs> All right. So that Why was... is your neck all red? Is it red? Yeah, it looks like you have smallpox. I probably have smallpox. All right. So so you're 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 getting more into it. Yeah. The fires have been ignited in your belly. So yeah, eventually she, eventually I think she reached like a point. She like those fucking deep hard breaths, and then just fucking kind of lays there limp. <laughs> and that then that's that's, w- that's when you took her. That's when I. That's when I'm like, fucking pull my pants down. It was good. I I made sure to put a condom on. Thank you. And just started. What was your? What would you say your thrust repetitions were like? Three beats a minute. Were you going like soft and sensual? <laughs> no, nah, it. Or were like you a... jackhammering that shit? <laughs> were you trying like a... to knock the bottom out of it? <laughs> like a tur- like a turtle. <laughs> Ah, ha, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Hold on, real quick. Play the turtle video. Play the turtle sex video for the live stream. You guys, uh, keep going. Okay. Um. No, I was absolutely destroying it. Okay. I was. You were literally trying to stomp a mud hole in her ass. <laughs> I was literally. I didn't know if I was gonna this push one? her. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That one. I'm having deja vu right now. <laughs> ah. This is Cameron and his lady friend. <laughs> Have you ever seen nasty turtle penises? They look no, like, I don't want to see turtle penises. They look like plungers. They look like plungers. Look at its throat! Look at its throat! Its throat looks like a, Holy shit. Like a little alien. Look at this turtle's face. <laughs> Just like, wink. Jesus. And I'm spent. <laughs> Second wind. Oh my god. That is one disgusting throat. <laughs> He's slowing down a little bit. Would you rather look have... at look at his body, look how much oxygen he has to bring into his lungs to get this done. Would you rather ah. have like an inner mouth like an alien? <laughs> Remember how you're talking about like uh, the fucking octopus beak pussy. <laughs> That's what its throat kind of what I imagined. Yes. Wow. Alrighty then. Very intimate turtle love. Okay, so you're, you're doing that to this, this is, to this young <laughs> lass. <laughs> is that is that how you finish it out? Going. It's more like. Mm. Oh, so you're you're a grunter. No, I don't, usually if they start moaning, I'll do it so they don't feel awkward. Nope. I, I, I don't believe a man should make any sound at all. It should be completely silent. You should be stoic. You should be a statue. That's land pipe. Yeah, you gotta let them know you're into it. Yeah, Yeah. The, the fact that you're still thrusting means you're into it. Because if you weren't into it, you would stop. Your limp would fall dick. Yeah. Fall flat. Your limp would fall dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, I'm, I'm fucking... It's like a rabbit. Like, I'm going hard at it. I'm slamming down. Like, you're literally putting your hips into it. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I, I also have, And like, because she's as tall as you, you're intimidated, so you're putting extra force behind your blows. Because there's a there's a possibility of, like, a Black Widow spider that so once you finish, she's going to kill you and eat you. So you're trying to do as much damage as you can. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, no, it, it's to the point where, like, it gets really brutal. Basically, because of my futon, it has these things. I'll prop my fucking feet on these as, like, extra... Oh. Yeah, as extra... Uh, Leverage. Anchorage. To keep me anchored. From okay. From flying... Okay. From flying out. <laughs> All right. I don't know where I was going from it. But, yeah, leverage is what I meant to say. Some downforce. Yeah. Okay. And I also had it so she... Basically, she had her legs lifted up because she's so tall. Her legs like could go up to here. I had her legs like up, and I had my arms wrapped around them, going on her back. Okay. And then her arms are kind of one of them's on my back, just literally raking my back. Like I told her, like a velociraptor. I yeah. I I told her that that was really hot, and then she literally dug her nails so deep that it. I was like, man, this this kind of hurts a lot. Yeah, been there, been there, my man. And she had the other one, like, almost on my ass cheek. So, oh, that... Oh, no, 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 no. That's not a place I want sharp fucking Wolverine claws. <laughs> Nowhere near my ass. Keep them away. It's nice to get a nice ass scratching. Yeah. I'll scratch my own ass. <clears throat> like my wallet. Or that trash can. Mm-hmm. Or your your hat. Also, another detail that I forgot to add earlier, I, I always have these blue, like, Christmas lights in my room, and the room is, like, blue. Completely blue. Dabba-dee, dabba-dee? Yeah, dabba-dee, dabba-dee. Okay. Blue. And it, it's a really good mood-setting light, so I could I could see everything. It's just a nice... So the color of sadness is, like, that's what really gets you in the mood. <laughs> yeah, it, the room looks like that color on that backpack. Okay. Everything, like... Her face looks like that. But yeah, I'm, I could see her and she'd like... So it's like you're fucking one of the blue man group. Yeah. All right. I, I'm eating someone that ate like Willy Wonka's one Do you taffy. ever put on like the blue, uh, like anthrop... Anth- like the, the fucking... Uh, what's that suit called? Soup? Suit. With for, a T. For suit? No. <laughs> the fucking uh, morph suit. Morph you ever put suit? on a blue morph suit so you blend in? <clears throat> like predator style with the rest of the room and you just pounce on her when she can't find you um actually funny thing a lot of blaine my, would do something a like lot that, of, based on the look that it's in his accurate, eye right now a lot accurate. of my friends have morph suits so i've i do have access to a morph suit one that's gonna fit you yes okay i i have friends that are bigger than i'm me. not saying that you're fat i'm saying that you were just a large man yeah. and like i i just imagine you trying to put a morph suit on and like you like it fits, it'll be like nick torres it fits no no no, no, no. It, i'm saying it fits your body but when you go to like put it over your head the spandex stretches so thin because you're so long that it just rips in half <laughs> it turns into so then you have like a fucking morph suit belly with a shirt, belly shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny actually you know, Ooh, Nick, or, Nick Torres. Or the Navi from Avatar. Did you, mm. know, you know, Nick Torres created this show. Heck yeah. <laughs> we are his legacy. We are his legacy. He um, came, well, you are. He birthed, he birthed this show and then out his I, I took it. They cut it out and of And then me. I made it. I took it for myself. And then I brought this guy on. And then I made it. And he, he made it better. <laughs> Do better. I don't even remember anyway, what okay. we were talking okay, about. Okay, blue, blue, blue mood lighting. Oh yeah, I was watching her face. She was like full on, like eyes closed, biting on her lip and stuff. Yeah, that that makes me. Oh hot. yeah, that 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 gets you Oof. for sure. 
Please don't touch your dick in this room. <laughs> I'm touching the. Yeah, please don't do that. I I can. Feel I like it. how you're using the mic stand to hide your dick. It's in your waistband <laughs> right now. Oh. Wait, no. Your dick, your dick is not in your asshole. It's not in my. Let's asshole. keep, let's keep, let's keep the story rolling. Uh, See, now you've got me stuttering. Yeah, it's really bad. I know. I have a speech impediment. Okay, so I, I my list is contagious. Ah, I know the, Joe did it for like a half an hour oh one my night. God, yeah, I've caught the accent. So you've got the the blue mood lighting going. Mm-hmm. You're fucking just railing. It was it was fucking good. I. Whew. Oh my word! I I think I lasted probably between like. 20 to 30 minutes. That's a good number for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything more than 30 minutes is just a waste of time. <laughs> but yeah. There's it's... no reason you need to have sex for more than 30 minutes. Ever. But yeah. the like, Gotta go to work in the morning. <laughs> fucking... I got bills to pay. There's fucking taxes. <laughs> the dog needs to go out. <laughs> the fucking oranges aren't going to squeeze themselves for the orange juice. I've heard the story from a reliable source, and I almost want to tell the story just through my envisioning of what happened, because it's so much better than what I probably am expecting, because I just feel like, okay, I'm going to not spoil anything right now. I'm going to like tell a general synopsis of this story. Person A is in a vehicle. Person B is going to a vehicle. Person A hits person B with said vehicle, sending person B flying through the air like some sort of magical bird, just falling backwards into the nothing space. And then there being panic and chaos ensuing. But I don't know if that's what happened. So what what is this what is this four-wheeler story that I've been been pray tell? Um so I was riding the four-wheeler around the yard. Uh, well, around the house, actually. And I ha- I came around and... Were you about to be done with the four-wheeler for the day? Yeah, I was about to get off of it. Okay. After one more trip around the house. Okay. And, um... What do we call him? Ken. Ken. Kenny. Kenny. Him. The old dude. The old dude. The old dude walked around the car right in front of the four-wheeler right as I was going around and then I tried to stop and hit the curb and went I went I <laughs> like bounced up in the air smashed my chest on oh the, my gosh um handles of the four-wheeler and then sla- uh, like stopped and kind of just slowly pushed into the legs of the old dude and then he was like and he fell down, and I burnt my leg and fell off the four-wheeler. Man, that's chaos because that's one of those situations. I Okay, now, so now I have a better perspective, and I feel like you're like, I'm in the zone. I'm on this thing. Womp, womp, womp. And you have, like, a path that you take. It's the same path. You take it 
every time when you're going around this thing. There's not like an alternate weird path that for some reason that happened to be this way. This is the path everyone goes on. But old dude, he said, let me just step in and try to block it with you. And you said nay, nay, and nailed him. That's great. There are so many people that are probably happier in the world if they would know that that happened. Dun, dun, dun. That that was not the best experience, though. I'm gonna guess it was a little bit traumatic because, like, you, I, I, I don't know you that well, but I know you well enough that you seem like just a genuinely caring person. So, hurting somebody at all was like, oh my gosh. But then, secondly, you're on a big four wheeler. It's already a thing that you probably feel like a great responsibility when you're on. Yeah. You know, you know, it's not something you can just dink around with because it can hurt you. It can hurt other people, as you found out. Um, so when a situation like that happens where it's genuinely an accident, you couldn't have planned it. You couldn't have timed it. There's no way you could have predicted that situation happening. It overwhelms your brain. It sends you into like a rush of anxiety. I'm glad you're OK. I'm glad he's OK. I mean, uh, but that's a crazy experience because now that's like a story you'll get to tell forever. You know, the time with the old dude. <laughs> Uh, pretty much. That's great. No, old dude. He's my grandpa. But he's not my grandpa. We're just saying he's the old dude. Duh. <laughs> Kenny? Yes. Bill? Kenny. Okay. Bill. I, I just dude. threw it out there. The old dude. The old dude. Oh. Totally. The old, the old dude. dude. Do you have any crazy stories where you accidentally hurt somebody? I have one. I have she a crazy story. She definitely does. When I was little, mm-hmm. I was putting yeah. sesame seeds up my nose, and I must have been like one and a half. And um, Isaiah said he's going to tell on me, so I traced him around the room with a fork, and I stabbed him. I still have a scar on my hand. I don't think that was on accident, though. You stabbed him with a fork? <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. a scar on my head right here. Damn, you are a gangster. It was one and a half. That's still a gangster move. At one and a half, you're like, nah, bro. With this fork. Oh, there was one that was really funny when she was little. She uh, was mad at me for something. Okay. So she said she was going to throw a rock at me. Okay. So she picked up the rock. Okay. And threw it, and it went like two feet and fell. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go tell on you because you just tried to throw a rock at me. So she was like, no, I'll th- you throw it at me. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get in trouble for what you did. Yeah, like, I, I understand your reverse psychology. Not today, sis. Yeah, and then she was like, fine, I'll throw it at myself. <laughs> she did that. But I still went inside and, <laughs> and told on her. And then, uh, what was your punishment, Tallulah? I was, only, I was allowed to eat rice. Like, plain rice for dinner, and then I had to go to bed, and it was like 6 o'clock, so. Ooh, rough. Yeah. But, but I mean, violence with a rock. I mean, that was the only time I was actually grounded. Fair enough. So, funny story, actually coinciding with another thing that happened. You and I were wrestling today, and my nose got accidentally injured. Totally not your fault, and totally an accident, because you were throwing a pillow behind your head. And just so happened to catch me in such a way, it nailed my glasses, whatever. But to speak about nose injuries and accidental injuries, I was on swim team for 10 years, and we were at the, like, uh, at the end of the year pool party that the whole team had. And me and my buddies were taking turns, like, you know, you stand, 
facing me, but your foot's in my hand, and then I like flip you up, and you do a backflip. That's cool. So, yeah, it's cool. I backflipped my friend. He kicked this little girl in the nose and broke her nose. <laughs> like, she was like six, and he, I mean, he shattered that little girl. It was awful. Oh. I felt so bad. It was like instantaneously we knew what had happened, but his heel came down right on her nose and just, oh, Ow. It was rough. That was that's one that I won't forget. It was it was very brutal. One time, whenever I did martial arts, um, it was right down the street from our house. So I Whoa, was you did martial arts? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Both of you. I, I probably would have been like higher, but since I quit so many times and redid it, I was only a yellow bit, yellow belt. Oh, I was <laughs> a yellow I belt in to. karate. So. Yeah, but anyway, so um, we were going down to. Mar- we were going to martial arts, and we had gotten there. Well, actually, no. We were coming home from martial arts, and we were walking down the steps, and it was dark outside, and there was a glass door, and I was like, come on, everyone, let's go, and it just whammed right into the door. It was hilarious. I oh, was man. So you didn't see the glass door. No. And you just smash. Ooh. Like a bird. Ooh. I've seen that happen here, actually. I was sitting right here, this panel right behind you, Isaiah. This, like, sparrow or something was flying from something else, and it smashed into that thing. I thought the bird died. It didn't. It, like, and then flew away. Yeah, that uh, happened at my grandma's house. I remember one time, we, uh, we, me and Tallulah were bouncing on the trampoline, like, pretend fighting, <laughs> and she nailed me in the nose, and it hurt. We, like, uh, and my nose started bleeding, and I kind of, like, Panicked. I was I was in midair and I hit the back of the trampoline and I was like ah. I was really angry. Well, we were pretend and I was like jumping around and accidentally you you hit me. It hard was an accident, <laughs> but my fist like went right in his nose. He said I did it on purpose. I got in a lot of trouble for that. It was weird. It was probably one of those situations <laughs> where she thought you were further away, so she gauged for a longer shot. But you ended up being much closer than her anticipation. Well, he bounced. Into your fist. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. man. She, she hit me hard, and since I was in midair, I kind of, like, tumbled. Um, not cool. Yeah. That that was one that was not fun. <laughs> I don't you. Oh, I'm getting attacked by a small person. Hey, we're on podcast. Why are you punching me, bro? It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, juicy. See it? See it? You like that plug? I like it. That was nice. Plug. Yeah, I was, I was pointing at the shirt. I was pointing at the shirt while I was doing it. It was magical. Because um, we've got new shirts, which um, we, we will put, uh, when we post this up, we will make sure that we put a link down in the description for those of you watching right now. We are live. We'll go ahead and throw that uh, down in the comment section here before too long as well. Uh, thank you to anybody tuning in. And thank you to everybody at home listening. Um, we are pretty excited to dive into a couple beers. It's, uh, it feels like it's been a while. It, it has like, been. It feels like it's been a while since we've got down on, on Brews with Dudes. So uh, without further ado, Zach, you want to introduce the first beer? I do. Let's. I think we're going to start off with a pale ale from Lake Louie Brewing. Uh, this is all beer from Wisconsin. 
local breweries and stuff. It's called 834 Pale Ale. What brought you uh, up to Wisconsin? Uh, my family was actually visiting their families and relatives up there. Uh, and they know I've been doing the Brews with Dude stuff and trying a lot of different beers. So they say, hey, we'll pick you up a variety pack. And that's literally three or four different breweries that we have some beer from. And they're all great stuff. I hope. They look great. I actually haven't had tried any. I've got uh, the champion beer for the night hiding in the fridge over there. I'll wait until it's time. I want it to be a surprise even for you, Zach. Uh-huh. Um, I like surprises. So you got family up in Wisconsin. Yep, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Uh, think it's like the middle of Wisconsin, more or less. Thanks for joining us, oh, hey, Nate. Podfather. This one goes out to you. Let's do it. Ooh. It's got a real clean taste. Pretty clear as well. A little hazy, not too much. It's got an amber color. It's not terribly bitter. Uh, no description on the bottle. Let me see what we got here. Hmm. We'll let you guys take a look, too. Not too bad. Pretty plain Jane label here. Yeah, it's like your typical pale ale. Let's see. Proudly brewed in Arena. Thank um, you, Nate. Yeah, they does, this doesn't really tell us anything. No. Dude, we are dudes drinking brews. Dude, we are dudes drinking brews. Did you see that uh, that meme that the Podfather made? Oh, the, yes. The Brews with Dudes Freaking meme? on point. That was... Very good. That was <laughs> huge. That <was> big. <laughs> huge. Um, I'm not sure what I think about this beer. It's not bad at all. It's very just, it's just plain. It's a very good mediocre beer. There's nothing that stands out, but there's nothing that makes it bad. Max and Zamibra. Coming Plug. to Lafayette soon. <laughs> Just hold on, it's coming. So, Zach, what mm-hmm. have you been up to? It's been, uh, I feel like it's been a while since we've been, yeah, been together. I mean, I guess we did go to tacos on Tuesday, but... That's true. No, I've just been working my butt off. I have been doing nothing else besides working and sleeping. Uh, visiting family when I have time to and picking up the brews from Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't say it right. Wisconsin. 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 I was in Chicago this past weekend for a brutal death metal festival. Yes, I heard. I heard it's also slamtastic. It was very slamtastic. After purchasing three pairs of slam shorts, I am now officially a slammy boy. Oh, you've upgraded from a, a drinky boy to a slammy boy. My progression into metal has gotten far, and now I'm on the... I'm You've on evolved the before our eyes, and it's just... Well, I mean... It <laughs> is what do, it what is. Do do? Uh, it, was a, it was a fun show. It was three days. I think it was 30... 32, 34 bands. It was a lot of bands. Holy cow. That's a lot. Yeah, it was... That's a lot. It was constant. Um, we were recording a DVD. I saw that you were doing that. It looks very good. So we went and recorded sets from every single band that played. And we're going to put to, slap together a DVD of the whole weekend. We did it a couple years ago, and it turned out pretty damn good. Yeah, I've seen the video, the first one. It's fun. Lots of random interviews and uh, oh yeah, just weird shit. Crowd interactions. Yeah. Lots it was fun. fun. stuff. Well, 
I think we're about to go into the next one, you think? Yeah, we're going to smash. Smash on into the next one. Uh, while we were in Chicago, we hit up Lagunitas Brewing Company. I'm sure most people have seen something from Lagunitas. Oh, yeah. Um, my uh, One of our fellow hosts, who's on all the time, Austin, was totally unimpressed. Um, and I was actually totally impressed. Um, I wasn't a big <laughs> fan of um, a lot of the things that they put out. I know that they brought up the Hop Stupid, which I'm a fan of. But... Usually the stuff they distributes just it doesn't do it for me. Hmm. But every single beer that I got there was awesome. Really? All the stuff they don't distribute. So Okay, I see. So it's exclusive to the home. Yeah, the like home small group. batch, I bet. Right, yeah. Mr. Alexander good. Graw, welcome to the fray. Hey. I want to come up there and see you soon, sir. Oh, Nate loves the shirt. I bet you do. You'll be you'll you'll be happy to see this other part here. Hold on, let me resituate while Zach's working on the beer. Yeah, this next one is going to be the uh, stout brewed with coffee. It's called Fuel Cafe. Can you see the Can you see the journey into comics, Zach? Oh, I can. Oh, look at that! Wow. This next one's called Fuel Cafe. As I said, it's a stout brewed with coffee. This one is from Lakefront Brewery Inc. And it says on the bottom, it is certified organic by Oregon Tilth. Hmm. Tilth? I don't know. Tilth. Uh, what else has it got, you say? Coffee? This is a stout brewed with coffee. That's all the description says. Well, whatever. Right? We're go- we going. It looks it. good. It's got a USDA stamp, certified organic. They did turn out very nice, Nate. You are right. Nate says that the shirts turned out nice. He put up like a... Uh, um, on the Journey to Comics page, he put all of our designs and stuff on, I think it was Teespring. Um, so I wanted to order a couple, kind of gauge people's interest. And from I think we've got quite a few people that have already ordered them. So if you want one, like I said, we'll put a link in the description below. How much are they, by the way? 15 bucks. 15 bucks, that's not bad. Three bucks shipping if you're not from around here. But uh, of course, we do local pickup or delivery. You know, We should probably, like, I'll deliver it to you and then we'll get a beer or something. And since you're saving money on the shipping, you have extra money for beer. See? Makes sense. It all comes full circle. Planned about it. All right. right well, let's, let's dive, dive on into this next boy. Let's do it. Ooh. It smells good. I haven't even touched it yet. It, mm. Mm. Coffee. I like coffee beers. Yeah. A lot of coffee, but maybe I just had so much different stuff now, and I've had some good, some really good beers. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm just not that impressed. Not impressed? You only yeah. took one drink. That's true. Get that in let your me, nostrils get... a little bit. Give it a couple quick sniffs. Give it one, and then give it three big ones. <laughs> and then give it one monster. Just... <sighs> Something like that. Okay, so I got the aromas. Huh. It is a I'm little. still not sold. I mean, it's not the best. No, it's yeah. not the best. Yeah. Zach, you're not doing, Zach, you're not I'm, doing I'm not, too hot on this. I'm not this. doing good at all. Ugh. Mm. Well. What do you it's do? It's okay. They're both, I mean, I would probably take either one of those over like a Coors. My only defense that I have here is that I wasn't there to pick out the beer. That is a good defense. That is an acceptable defense. The moment you said you had something from New Glarious, I was like, did you get that cherry? No. Oh, and I knew exactly what it was like. Mom, the Wisconsin Red is like, we didn't see any. It's like, put the Wisconsin Red. Yeah, that one was so good. Mm. When Eventus Wall, the legendary one. 
used to live at the house, he had a friend who came over and brought some of that cherry new glaze. I don't even know what it's called. It's just uh, it's called Wisconsin Red. I'm pretty sure you still have the bottle up there somewhere. Um, but yeah, the, my mother did say though next time she's in Wisconsin, they will look for the for the Wisconsin Red. Send us a damn picture or something. Seriously, come on now. Mm. Uh, what was the next one? Not that I'm already anticipating it. <laughs> uh, it's an IPA, Rump Shaker IPA from Pearl Street Brewery. Rump Shaker? Rump Shaker. R-U-M-P. Shaking dead ass. Boom, boom, boom. Just a little quick pick. And get up in there, give him a good look. Ooh. Alan Leroy Jenkins Tyler. How much of that is your actual name, AJ? <laughs> I think all of it's his real name. I want him to. I want him to prove it. You're called out. Tell me, AJ. Oh. Oh, it's happening. Oh. Uh, Pop back off. I'm watching you. It's watching. I'm watching you. So we got yeah. uh, we got some fun stuff coming up soon. We got a uh, Bell's Tap Takeover going on here in town at the North End Pub. You do. That's very exciting to hear. Um, that is the night of our variety show that we're doing, which is just fucking awesome. I'm variety so show, excited. Variety show. It's got a little bit of everything. So we got Zephaniah. Okay. Power metal. Yeah. We've got uh, Bizarre Noir. Um, I like calling them avant-garde rock and roll. Okay. I know what you mean. Um, I can dig it. Are you kind of psychedelic? They remind me of a circus. But they like that. They like booking themselves with circuses. Mm. Speaking of which, the, uh, one of the first times that they came to town to play, they brought the Blue Moon Circus. Yes. Um, that was a lot of fun. And they did all sorts of fun stuff, like sideshow kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ladies that was in uh, that troupe is coming to do all sorts of stuff. She's going to do some fire throwing, some burlesque. It's going to be... Weren't those the people where like one of them like, paid somebody to staple them a dollar yes. to them? Yep. Yep, that's them. That was cool. So she'll be doing small small little things between every set. Yeah. Um, and by then we'll have the outdoor patio, so we she'll be doing the fire stuff outside. Casey wasn't 100% thrilled, but she's got all the certifications and she's allowed to do it. So we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, It'll be good. And then Walk Among Us. Yes. The punk rock tribute to, punk rock piano tribute to the uh, Misfits. Yeah. So what do we got? We got power metal. We've got burlesque and sideshow. We've got circus metal. We've got punk. And we've got Eros, which describes themselves, they're from Lafayette. They describe themselves as noise experimental rock. So all of that sounds great. The only demos they had were from a couple of years ago. Um, they didn't really expect it to be a live project, mm-hmm. but it kind of just fell into place. Hey, sometimes things happen. And then we've got my buddy uh, Patrick Murray coming to do a comedy set. No kidding. Okay, so, that's cool. Tap Takeover, comedy, sideshow, music, bands, and all the bands are totally different. So yeah. it's a little bit of everything for anyone. So you should definitely come. Like Missy that. Stallard, goodness. Oh, wow. It's been so long. No kidding. Welcome to the show. Hi. Cheers. You ready to slam this next one? I mean, I'd like to enjoy one more one more chunk of this. What shirt are you wearing? I am wearing a Torn the Fuck Apart t-shirt. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. If you don't say. Yes. That's the name of the band. Yeah. They uh they played in Lafayette just a couple weeks ago. Well, I guess it's August now, so that was yeah, May. Month, yeah. Was yeah, I picked up night. a picked up a t-shirt at that show. Those guys were 
so awesome. Yes, they were very good. My oh. band played after them, and the whole time I was watching them, I was like, man, we're about to get shoved the fuck up. But they were like <laughs> brutal technical death metal. They were really, really awesome. We're yeah. not quite... We got brutal stuff. We got technical stuff, but... I mean, not a, not either not of our skill tree. We were focused on other things. There's a lot of experienced people that come through the Doom Room. All of them I can appreciate. John, welcome. Hello. Cheers. Welcome to the fracas. <laughs> so, what about you, Nick? Anything going on particular with you? Been working. All, yeah. Been jumping back on the show, like booking more shows more actively. Um. Hi, Sam. Uh, we've also... Hey. I've been working a lot. I've yeah. been working a lot. Yesterday, we brewed a uh, Belgian double. Oh, wow. And then today, we brewed a uh, double IPA. So, and cheers to you. Oh, you're out. You I am out. You turd. Saw you're just about done with that beer, so I went ahead and popped open this rump shaker. You should go give these uh, cups a quick a rinse. Quick rinse. Watch yourself, don't hit your mic. 